Welcome to the Max Theories Podcast. I am your host, Max Parasak, and today my guest is Zach. Zach, how are you doing today? Doing great, man. Glad to be here. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for being here. I'm a huge fan of your content. I found uh, you off you, the um, Jets and Rams one with the My F and Knees. Ah. <laughs> uh. One of my favorite videos to make, man. So, have you always grown up a Browns fan, or did you just recently become one? Actually, um, for the first few years of my life, like until I was like 12, I absolutely hated football because my family was a huge football family, and I never really got into the sport. And then, 2012, the Ravens 49ers Super Bowl, I was really interested in the Harbaugh versus Harbaugh thing, plus Ray Lewis. So I was actually a big Ravens fan for like a year. My dad was a big Browns fan, so I started watching the games with him. And I realized, hey, this is actually pretty cool. So I started following the Browns. I became a diehard fan. Learned to hate the Steelers, the Ravens. But I've been a fan for maybe the past decade now. Are you from Cleveland? Uh, I'm from Columbus, Ohio. Okay, so you're from Ohio, are you living in Ohio now? Because I feel like it has to be crazy now that the Browns at least made the playoffs. I'm not. Uh, back when I was in middle school, we moved from Ohio to Connecticut. So I've been living in Connecticut for uh, like the past 10 years now, maybe. Okay, that's pretty cool. So what is there like, I always ask people that I meet from like places I don't really know a lot of. What What is there like, what's the big thing to do in Connecticut? Nothing. Absolutely. Bum fucking nothing. <laughs> we have really potholes. We have potholes, pizza, and New York drivers. That's pretty much it. <laughs> like, I only know Connecticut because I think WWE's like based out there, right? Or yeah, maybe? we. Uh, we got aviation with like Sikorsky and stuff when it comes to flying, but uh, yeah, if you come to my town, we've got maybe 11 pizza joints, a Target, a few grocery stores, and that's pretty much it. <laughs> so football has to be a nice escape. Have you ever been to a Browns game? I have not. I've been to a few uh, Cleveland Indians games in my life, but I've never been to a Browns game. Yeah, I went to a Cleveland Indians game once, and that was a blast because it rained for about two hours, and we <laughs> waited, and literally everybody left except for like a bunch of diehard fans. We just we stood in the front row, and everybody just started doing the Ric Flair woo chant, and it literally went like around the stadium like the wave. Yeah, you can't beat sports fans. The dedicated ones are always the best to be around. Oh, yeah. Like, when I went to my first Jets game, which was Jets versus Bears, because I'm from Illinois. Oh, nice. Uh, I was going crazy when I saw Sam Darnold go on the field. Sam Darnold had a great start off to his career. Yeah, I think his first season and his second season were really good. This year, it's making me want to draft Zach Wilson. <laughs> uh, you I wouldn't draft a quarterback in this draft, honestly. 
Or what we can do is we can just draft Kyle Trask in the second round. That is true. Kyle Trask might be a good option. Because I really think he'll be a great quarterback. He's more like he kind of like he's kind of like a Tim Tebow. Look, all these quarterbacks have their flaws in this NFL draft. Even Trevor. So I'm I'm not a big fan of any of the quarterbacks. I'm glad my team does not need to draft a quarterback this year. I love Trevor. I wanted Goldilocks so bad, but freaking bug-eyed Adam Gase had to go win a game against the Rams and then one against your team. <laughs> yeah, I, I hit y'all for that one. But Oh, no. I actually got a good story with the Rams loss, so I record that TikTok. I yeah. think it was the morning after the loss. And then I go out to my car and my battery's dead. And I go, God damn it. So I go up to Walmart to get a new battery. I shit you not, there's a there's a guy wearing a Rams hat right next to me in line. <laughs> the next day, I was like, "Are you?" Ki-? I looked at him. I go, "You're a Rams fan?" He goes, "Yeah." I go, "You screwed me over yesterday." They really I, screwed me as over. Dude, I was so upset. I was like, I was about to start a fight with this guy. I was like, "We need a fight. We need to throw hands now." I don't recommend throwing fights with uh, other teams. <laughs> Unless they're the Patriots. Patriots suck. Or Steelers. Yeah. Steelers weren't good this year. They were only like 12-0 and 0 because they played not good teams. And James Conner was good for like the first half of the season. I'll give him this. Um, I've given the Steelers a lot of credit. First of all, they didn't have a bye week. They didn't really have a bye week this year. So I'll give them that. But... It was more their offensive style because they ran away from the run game. I moved over. I saw that they took a shift to more of a short passing game. Steelers were really good from like weeks one to six. Then they got a little average mediocre and they got fought in some close games from week six to like 11. Then they started to go downhill from there. Yeah, and I think that the Steelers, you're right. The Steelers did good, but then you started to notice, wow, they need a draft or sign a new quarterback. Yeah, defense wasn't an issue for them until they lost three of their starting middle linebackers. Yeah, but they also got Avery Williamson, who's a great middle linebacker. Yeah, but they lost Devin Bush, and then they lost. Uh, they also lost Bud Dupree. Both of those were uh, staples in the defense because when they took out Devin Bush the entire middle of the field just became open for them. Yeah, Devin Bush is a beast. Yeah. I, I, when they drafted him originally a few years back, I was scared. <laughs> Dude, my friend was a Michigan fan, and he's a Steelers fan, so oh, he was him. so excited. I hate Michigan. Same here, man. Ohio State Notre for life. Ohio State for life, man. Oh, Ohio State, my ass. I'm from Columbus. I I understand, but still. OH. If anything, I grew up like watching Notre Dame games because they were always on TV, but the team I fell in love with was Oregon when they had Marcus Mariota and Justin Herbert. You say Oregon? What did you say? You say Oregon? <laughs> yeah, Oregon. Oregon, man. That's oh, the Oregon Ducks. All right. Is this supposed to be Oregon? 
I've grown up with Oregon all my life. But that sounds like the piano, like Oregon. Like the organ? Yeah. I'm, I'm pretty sure it's Oregon. Really? Either way. Yeah, but I always loved their jerseys, and Marcus Mariota was such a beast in college. That oh, is yeah. Texas A&M with Johnny Manziel. I don't want to talk about Johnny Manziel. <laughs> that man, he sent us to in a giant spiral. He made us a laughing stock before we became the laughing stock. I'm still upset you guys benched Tyrod Taylor in that game against the Jets. I, dude, when we benched Tyrod, holy crap! I that's my that's like one of my top three favorite games of all time. You got Carlos Hyde scoring two touchdowns on the day his daughter was born. You got Baker Mayfield's debut. We overcame Sam. It was Baker versus Sam Darnold. Baker completely won that year, and he proved. The entire stadium was cheering for Baker that year. Baker really matured this season. I think yes. you guys got a franchise quarterback. Yes, he did, and I'm so happy he did. Now you guys don't need to waste a pick every four years on a quarterback. You're telling me. Now, speaking about the NFL, there's a lot of talks about rules that should be changed. Uh, maybe it's a replay rule. Um, possibly the overtime rule. Are there any rules you think in the NFL that should or should not be changed? The rules regarding the fumble are the most ridiculous rules in the NFL right now, in my opinion. There are two of them. There's the one where if you fumble into the end zone, the other team automatically gets it at the 20-yard line. This isn't even just about the Browns in general. This is about how this has happened multiple times, and it's just the stupidest thing. And how it's not reviewable. And then the second one that I have is where if you're within two minutes, you can't fumble forwards or backwards, and you must be the one that recovers it. No one else on your team can recover the ball. But the defense can all recover the ball at the same time. Yeah, that's a really stupid rule. I hate overtime. Overtime is ridiculous. I'd say go back to the college system, but... We I can't all have it. You don't play Madden, right? I play Madden on my phone, Madden Mobile, if that counts. Okay, so on Madden, like the Madden 21, Madden 20, they have a mode called Superstar KO. And if anybody who plays Madden, they'll know what I'm talking about. So there's a shootout mode where literally you try like either first person in the end zone or you just have like three plays. And you start at the... Uh, the 50-yard line. So let's say you and I were playing each other. If mm -hmm. I got to your 33-yard line, you would start at your 33-yard line, but whoever gets to either the other person's side of the field by the end of the three tries or into the end zone wins. All right. I feel like it would be really weird, but it would be a lot of fun if we could do like a superstar KO type thing in the real NFL because these overtime rules where if I score a touchdown, like – on the first drive and you don't even get to have a play. That's stupid. My favorite, uh, overtime rule. Like, have you ever seen the Pat McAfee's overtime rule decision thing? Yeah, dude, Pat McAfee's the best. I, I love his podcast, but literally 
I've always said that that's probably one of the best ideas for the two-point, I mean, not the two-point, but for the overtime decision I've ever seen. The kicker shootout. I would love, do you know how great that would be? I'd be scared if I was a, uh, what you call it, Vikings fan. I'd be scared if I was a Bears fan. They don't really have a good experience with <laughs> kickers. The kicker this year has been pretty good. Yeah, Sorry, this year, but the time they made the playoffs and they actually had a chance to win, your kicker messed it up for them. Yeah. I know. Hey, hands off to Cody Parkey. He's playing pretty good this season. I know. I'm happy for him, but at the same time, I don't want to resign him. <laughs> I like that the Jets gave uh, – I'm a huge XFL fan. Yeah. Uh, like, I, I'm from Illinois, so once I heard the XFL was starting up, because my dad originally had season tickets to the original XFL. Really? Yeah, so I got to go see the new XFL, and I'm a diehard St. Louis Battlehawks fan. So that game – was the, probably the best experience I've ever had at a football game in my life. Uh, personally, I love the XFL and I love the AAF. Both were pretty good divisions. They just didn't have the legs to work on, you know? Yeah, and now that the XFL is coming back with The Rock, and my favorite part was that uh, P.J. Walker got to start and win an NFL game. Yep. The Jets' new kicker that they got in the middle of the season, like that Santos or something like that, he yeah. played amazing, and he was the kicker for the Roughnecks. It's the fact that these young kids that maybe didn't get a chance because they played, they didn't get drafted, but they played in the XFL, they got that chance again, and they're taking it for advantage. I love that about like the AAF, the XFL. Yeah, it's an awesome opportunity. I love it myself. It's like arena football where it's like a. Even like the uh, German Football League or the Canadian Football League. It's just giving people another opportunity to try to get back in, you know? Yeah, I was hoping that backup quarterback for um, Arizona was going to turn out well. The one that recently won the um, CFL championship. Yep. Uh, he. I don't know if I'm remembering this correctly, but he was more of the Taysom Hill quarterback for his team. Yeah. He wasn't even the starting quarterback for his team, so it's kind of, it's kind of hard to just – he wasn't the main guy, so it's hard to kind of say, like, yeah, he could be the main guy. And he, If he was going to be the main guy, he would have been the main guy. Yeah, but, I mean, I still – I still think I wish he would have done better because I feel like – think about the CFL quarterbacks that kind of got shunned from the NFL – and they come back and do great. Doug Flutie, um, Warren Moon. I'd love to see another kid from the CFL get another shot. Yeah, that'd be amazing, honestly. Like, I want a Tom Brady situation. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, there's also that new uh, fan pick league out now, too. Where the fans decide everything about the team. That's cool. Um, so, Zach, what inspired you to make uh, the sports TikToks that you make, such as your NFL ones, 
Your favorite video by far is when you said uh, LeBron's better than MJ. I've said that multiple times in this podcast, and I get crap for it. Well, I'm a diehard Cavs fan, so I kind of got to back my man there. But uh, <laughs> just in general, whole, just in general with the whole TikTok thing, I never expected this to go off. I never, I've got fifty thousand followers, which to me. Every follower means something new to me. I count every follower I get because it's a new person that looked at my channel, looked at my stuff and said, you know, I like this guy's stuff. I'm going to follow him. And to me, that just means the world to me because I originally made this thing back in, uh, I think it was March or late February and just was like, I'm going to make videos that I think people are going to like, but I'm not going to try to go hard or anything. I still don't try to go extremely hard on anything. It's just a matter of even if I lost all my following and even if I lost all my everything, I'd still be doing what I do because I love just making people happy, you know? Yeah, I think that's awesome because you you are genuinely like genuinely such a humble guy. Like I remember one time you posted a video because you uh, messed up some of the information oh, yeah. and you posted a video after – uh, I think like two weeks ago. Yeah. Um, it was a situation where I made the top rookie quarterbacks list. And you messed I was up going on, Yeah. I was going off pro football focuses. Uh, not pro football focus, pro football references list. And I misread him saying that he had 10 total turnovers, including six fumbles. Well, in reality, there was team fumbles at the time. So I wanted just to clear the air because I called this kid out and I was like, I, I can't just like delete the videos and say nothing happened. So I was like, I want to make sure the video gets out good. I took down the video. I remade it. I sent out an apology to the kid. I apologized to him personally as well. Well, yeah. And I just loved how you handled it, how you sent out a video. It was very Joe Rogan-like because if Joe Rogan finds out something he said was false, he immediately posts a video on his social media saying, hey, I gave false information. I'm very sorry I did this. It reminded me of that style, which gave me complete respect for you. Thank you, man. Like, I love that you were able to be like, hey, I messed up. Everybody messes up. I'll admit it. Let's just move on from this. And it worked out amazing. Yeah. Like, you got, If you can't admit your own faults and if you can't, Take a step back and say, okay, I was wrong. I have to make sure I make this right. Then you're never going to be a good person in life. Like, you can never be the person you want to be because you always have that little part of you holding you back. Yeah. And we need to get you an Xbox or a PS4 soon because we need to see Madam Franchise videos from you. <laughs> um, I know a guy volunteered to have you make the decisions for his team. Yeah, yeah, actually, I've had multiple accounts like come up to me like, hey, man, I made a video. Can you go check it out? I've, everyone that comments something on that or that or like tags me in a video, I always go to the video. I leave a nice comment. I like it. I'm, I read every comment. I read every duet, every uh, stitch or whatever, just because I like to see how people are using my stuff. Like I get people tagging me like saying like, hey, 
this guy used your idea without tagging you. And I was like, cool. He's using a general idea that I thought was cool. And he's running with it and he's doing well. I'm happy for the guy. I don't need credit for thinking of a team of all quarterbacks. But that's part of what makes this idea so special is that I make the general idea of the team and I'm letting people run with it and get success on their own with that idea. Yeah, and that's just great because genuinely, even when it comes just to general knowledge, you learn something and then you run with it. So they're not necessarily like, even if someone took one of my videos and try to do something like it, you're not stealing it. You just got inspired from it. And there's a lot of bands that their first album sounds like their favorite band at the time. Yeah. And like that's have... kind of what people are on TikTok. Yeah, like TikTok is an app about taking someone's idea and remaking it. That's the cut and dry of it. And like I get I see all the time, like I'm scrolling through my page and I see, oh, this person copied my video word for word, used the same audio, or made the audio the, for themselves. And they're doing pretty well. I usually just come in like saying, Hey, congrats on the success, man. Wanna see more from you. That's I just, really good. I just don't really care about like, oh, he stole my content. My content's crap anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Mine too, brother. Don't worry about that. It's it's like I love how you're so supportive because there's a lot of people that don't want to support others. Like even if it's like I had I had a kid comment on a video because I said if it was that stupid one where the girl goes. Uh, if your man pisses you off, go on s some app called ESPN Fantasy and trade his players. And I said, <laughs> if you do that, I'll crucify you like Jesus Christ. And I had some Catholic kid come at me and be like, dude, you can't joke about Jesus like that. And this was, and he had Drew Brees as his uh, picture. I'm like, okay. And at the time, Drew Brees last week just broke his ribs. So I go, <laughs> oh. I'm going to break your ribs like you're Drew Brees. And he's like, okay, that's actually kind of funny. I'm like, yeah, take a friggin' joke. I would have just said, Jesus Christ, man, take a joke. <laughs> yeah. Like, if you scroll through my content before it became, like, primarily football, my whole channel is just, like, random jokes, memes, and trends that I was doing. Because I was honestly just doing what I love to do. Then I decided, hey, I'm going to make an all-white fantasy football team for the me. This was not supposed to be like, there was no hate or intent with this. It was all because it was a challenging idea. Name five white running backs in the league besides Chris McCaffrey. Um, let me try to think here. Um, um, there's 15 of them. There's 15 of them? I made a video. This was my first video that blew up on my channel. Top 15 white running backs in the league. They had Christian a million. McCaffrey's number one. What? Chris McCaffrey's number one. Not anymore. 
Not after this season. Because he played three games. Then who's number one? I was going to make the video, but then there was the whole... Something else happened with all the politics and stuff with the Capitals. So I didn't really make the video yet. But it's a three-way tie right now between Kyle Hughescheck, Rex Burkhead, and Chris McCaffrey. Okay, Rex Burkhead, but Kyle Hughescheck, or Kyle Juicy Juice, if you watch MMG, shout out to Papa Meigs. Uh, Juicy Juice, he's a fullback. He's no halfback. I know, which is incredible why he's even comparing with the two. He is great, though. And the video specifies running back because, as I like to put it, all fullbacks are running backs, but not all running backs are fullbacks. Okay. I, I can see that. I can definitely see that. Because if we're talking strictly halfbacks, there's only four in the NFL that are white. Yeah, very true. So I just wanted to make that challenge for myself because, hey, like – you can't survive on a fantasy team of all white players because your running back core scores maybe 10 points on a lucky day in the week without Chris McCaffrey. Very true. Yeah. But wide receivers, you you should be somewhat okay. Yeah, the top three were – well, the top ones were Adam Thielen, Cooper Cup. Um, Cole Beasley. Cole Beasley. And then I rotated between, say – uh, what's his face from the Raiders? Ah, like a Kyle Renfro. Oh, he that's a good one. Julian Edelman, Scotty Miller. Uh, one of my favorites later on in the season, Chad Hansen from the Texans. He played pretty good. I feel bad for Deshaun Watson. Yeah, that, that organization's a complete mess, man. But the Jets are favorites to get him. Just saying. And I love this because I was having this conversation with my dad a few days before the news broke out. And I was like, you know, Dad, if the Jets traded their second overall pick for Deshaun Watson, it'd be a win-win situation for both teams. And we're like, yeah, but that'll probably never happen. News breaks out. Deshaun Watson might be going to the Jets. And I'm like, fuck, I should have made a video about this. <laughs> no, here, here's my thing. This is what we can give for him. We can give our second overall pick. Yep. Our pick next year that we got from uh, the Jamal Adams trade with Seattle. Yep. And then we'll give you a second rounder this year. The second overall pick in the second round. Yeah. Give us Deshaun. But would give you guys succeed like that? Yeah, give us Deshaun, and then we'll go and we'll pick up Chris Godwin or Allen Robinson or like Kenny Galladay. Mm-hmm. Then we're we might be playoff contenders. I give you guys two to three years before you become like legitimate playoff contenders. No offense. I like our new coach. Yes, Robert Sell is a great. He reminds me a lot of Stefanski with just the passion he brings to the team. He reminds me of an early Rex Ryan. Yes. Let's get a goddamn snack. <laughs> but, um, yeah, who – okay, I'm going to ask you one final question before we wrap this episode up. Who 
is your favorite coach hiring so far? I think I know what it is. In who do you think should be picking up Dayball and Eric Bieniemy? We're just talking about this season. Yeah, just this season. Like this um, season. Well, I love I love the Robert Sala pickup. First of all, um, honestly, I'm not a big fan of the Urban Meyer pickup. I thought you were going to be because you're an Ohio State guy. I hate it. It's not the best pick. I feel like it could be good. He brings a good offensive mind to the table, but at the same time, health issues are my only concern with him. I just feel like he's going to lose. He's going to lose games, and he's not going to want to coach anymore. Yeah. Well, here I have Trevor Lawrence, so that'll be a thing. Um, in terms of Eric Bieniemy. I'm not honestly sure he might get a head coaching job still. He should, though. I know, but that's the issue with having a coach that goes to the playoffs and near the Super Bowl every year because all the coaching positions get taken up already. Very true, but we all know the Chargers are waiting for DeBowl. Yep. And then it's – the enemy doesn't want to go to the Texans, but if he does, then – um. Deshaun Watson will probably stay. Yeah. So, I mean, it all depends. We're going to see how this offseason wraps up. Who's winning the Super Bowl? You know what, what I'm really looking forward to, though? Josh McDaniels to the uh, Eagles. Ooh. He's the front runner right now for their head coaching position. I didn't know that one. Yeah. That'll be really good for them. Yeah. Who do you have to take the Super Bowl? This year? Yep. Um, well, I say, I honestly think the Bills can beat the Chiefs, given how close of a game it was with the Browns. I think the Bills can take the Chiefs. And if they do, they will lose to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Okay, so I think it will be Bucks and Tampa. I mean, Bills and Tampa. But I think that you're going to see Bills Mafia win a Super Bowl. Uh, <laughs> if they yeah, win a Super Bowl, I'll jump through a table. That'd be amazing, man. They win a Super Bowl. I will post a TikTok for sure of me jumping through a table. I can't wait to see it. If that happens, I would be so happy just because as a Browns fan, we have an alliance with Bills fans. This has been a thing that's gone on for generations. So we we all have this kind of thing where it's like if the Browns win or if the Bills win, we will support each other no matter what. Yeah, that's that's awesome. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming on, Zach. It's an absolute honor. Everybody, shout out your TikTok so everybody can go follow you. Uh, my TikTok is Zach Talks, Z-A-C-H-T-A-L-K-S. And do, do you have an Insta you can shout out? Um, my Insta is Zach Loth, Z-A-C-H-L-O-T-H. I don't go on as often as I should, but that's what I use. And then follow us on TikTok and Instagram at the Max Theories Podcast. 
Thank you all for listening. Way to go, boo-boo, and boom.